in advertising, they always talk about KPIs, right? Key performance indicators. They talk about impressions and reach and frequency. We, we do the same thing with social media, followers, likes, and, and click-through rates. In restaurants, we also talk about cover counts and check averages, and all of those are important. In fact, I spent an entire episode talking all about this a few weeks ago. But as we wave goodbye to this horrible 2020 and look forward to the year ahead, I want to talk about something that's been on my mind, something I'm calling the KPIs of human connection. Don't know what I'm talking about? Come on back and I'll tell you everything you need to know. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. Each week we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. I want to help you do more covers and drive more revenue. We choose a topic, we, we pick that topic apart, by the end we come up with some key insights, and then I leave you with a short actionable task, right? A, an assignment, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the ideas and concepts we talk about here on the show, because as I say, week after week, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, this week's episode is once again sponsored by the Craver app. Craver is the ultimate solution for mobile ordering, loyalty, and payment for your restaurant. Using Craver, you're going to get your own branded app that isn't just some cookie cutter software. It's going to be an extension of your brand in your customers' pockets. Your customers get the convenience of mobile ordering and you get to engage with them directly using uh, push notifications and customized coupons and promo codes and loyalty programs, right? So these are proven ways to increase frequency of visits and to grow check averages. The app integrates beautifully with delivery services like Postmates and DoorDash with just a flat fee per delivery, right? So you can stop paying those crazy commissions that a lot of those third-party sites are charging. Plus, Craver integrates on the back end with many POS systems and payment providers. To learn more about Craver and how they can help provide you and your customer with a beautiful branded app, visit their website, www.craverapp.com. Don't worry, the link is in the show notes. Now, one more piece of business before we get started. If you can believe it, we are coming up to our 100th episode, and I want to hear from you. I want you to visit our website, restaurantstrategypodcast.com. Click the blue button in the upper right corner. That will take you to a page where you'll be able to record a message right there on your computer. It can be 10 seconds or, or as long as five minutes. But I want you to tell me one way this show has helped you and your business, something you learned, some insight, some breakthrough, some idea that we gave you, right? The 100th episode is coming up, and I want to use it to celebrate all of you out there, this community. So please help me do that. Again, restaurantstrategypodcast.com, or you can simply click the link in the show notes. That is there as well. Now, today, we're going to talk about the KPIs of human connection. Okay, what does that mean? 
Well, as we turn the page on this dumpster fire of a year, I want us to take a moment to reconnect with what matters. You do this for some reason, right? This, this, this living, this career, this industry. Either you love it, or you're good at it, or it's a way for you to provide for your family, or, or, or any combination of those things. What we do matters because our jobs affect people, right? So the people we serve, the people we employ, the people we partner with, and all the people we support in indirect ways like our spouses and children and parents and on and on and on. What we do is handmade. It's handcrafted. And because of that, it's special, right? I mean, think of that. We take care of people for a living. And I want us to remember that, especially as we move past this year, past 2020, into uh, what will hopefully be a much better year. Remember that what we do matters because we take care of people. It is about people taking care of people. What we do doesn't necessarily scale because one-to-one is the the antithesis of scaling. So in the year ahead, I'm going to focus a lot more on the people. Right? That's what I'm going to do on this podcast. I, I, want, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about your patrons. I want to talk about the people uh, who, who rely on you. I, I want to focus on the people in our lives. And now that might sound odd when you hear me talk about leveraging technology in new ways, because that's also something we're going to talk about uh, throughout this year. You're going to see that's going to be a theme moving forward. But I assure you, it is in service of the people. I believe table ordering is coming. I think it's closer than we all think, and I'm committing myself in the new year to help chefs, owners, and operators get prepared, to use it to improve their business. I'm already working with three different companies to help them roll out table ordering in 2021. I am excited because when done right, I know it can accomplish all of the following. I know table ordering will help cut payroll expenses for the restaurant. That's going to help improve profitability. Uh, I know it's going to help drive more revenue. The data is very clear. Kiosks, iPads, all of that. There are ways to help people spend more money, to spend their money more efficiently and better, but to drive more revenue. And finally, most importantly, I know table ordering has the potential to provide a better guest experience. And yes, it's about doing more with less. But rather than having 10 servers ambling around the room, I want to teach you how to run with five people, five people who are passionate and motivated doing things that machines can't, like engaging with our customers, getting to know our customers, helping improve their experience. Now realize, I want those servers to do the things that only people can do. There are things that machines can do with with better efficiency than a server, like take an order, like send the order into the kitchen. Those things can be handled by technology. So let's use technology to do the things that technology can do. And let's use the people to do the things that only they can do. Now, the same is true when I talk about some of the new reservation software that's out there. We're going to spend a lot more time talking about this as well in 2021 because we should be able to map the customer journey and use that to track how our guests engage with us, right? So how does a customer find us? How do they get to know us? How do they book their reservation? What are then the key points of communication from when they book their reservation all the way through to when they decide to join us to then 
after they're finished their experience? What are the touch points embedded into that customer journey? This is something that corporate, um, that corporate America thinks about all the time, that, that retailers think about all the time, that hotel chains, big companies are thinking about. And restaurants hardly think about what's called the customer journey. You gotta map it. And technology can help us do it, right? How do they find us? What brings them back? Where do we lose them in the journey? And of course, how can we bring them back? That's what we're talking about when we're talking about the customer journey and technology can help us do it. But what technology can't help us do is to be personable, is to be engaging, is to, is to be honest and empathetic and open and hospitable. Now, I'm going to challenge you to think about this in the new year so we might as well start talking about it now. When I say I want us to track the KPIs of human connection, this is what I'm talking about. Think about this. Who is your best customer? Think about who that person is. Your absolute best customer. Why are they so valuable to you? As Peter Fader urged us to do just a couple of weeks ago, I want you to think about the following three questions. How often does this customer buy from you? When was the last time this customer bought from you? And how much does this customer spend each visit? And what's the estimated value of that guest in the coming year, in the coming five years? And then I'm going to challenge you. What do they do for a living? Are they married? What's their spouse's name? What does their spouse do for a living? Where did this person grow up? Where did they go to school? Do they have kids? What are their names? Do their kids have families? What else does this guest like to do with their free time? What other restaurants do they like to go to? What are their, their hobbies? If this sounds a bit over the top, I want to remind you that this person is your very best customer. Now, really what I'm talking about here is laying out just a series of data points, right? You could, you could collect this information and plug all of it into a computer or, or a spreadsheet and, and use it down the line. But for now, I just want to talk about the data, right? So when we're talking about uh, whether they're married or not, whether they have kids or not, where they live, where they went to school, what they do for a living, that's all just data. So when we talk about data collection, right, this is something that technology can help us with. And think of it this way. Arguably, this guest knows you and your business better than you know them and theirs. And in the new normal, that just isn't going to cut it. So I challenge all of us in the new year to become more human to connect with what we do, why we do it, who we serve, and how we serve them. In the year ahead, I'm going to spend a lot of time focusing on this idea because I think we have a real opportunity in front of us, especially coming out of this pandemic. The first thing people are going to do is to go out to eat. They're going to travel. They're going to dine out. They're going to see family, and they're going to laugh, and they're going to hug. God, can you imagine how great it's going to be when we get to shake hands again with our guests? So the example above, right, is an exaggeration of the point. Of course it is. But I don't want us to lose sight of the point itself. Our customers are not all the same. They come to us from different avenues and for different reasons. One table is closing a business deal while another is celebrating an anniversary. Let us acknowledge and celebrate that heterogeneity and meet people where they are. That's not easy. I know that. But it's what's required. And the brands that figure out ways to do that are going to win. And all of us, we've been through way too much 
to fail now at the 11th hour. We're just coming through. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Those of you who have been following for a while might remember an assignment I gave you very early on. Do you remember I challenged you one night to touch every single table in the restaurant? I said, pick a Saturday night and try to get to meet everyone. And then I asked you to keep a little notepad over on the side by the register or in the back uh, service station, a little notepad so that you could write down important details that you learned about each and every one of your guests. So I'm going to suggest you do that again. Why not try that now? If your restaurant is open, you're, you're running at limited capacity anyway, I'm assuming. So you've got the time, right? You, you don't have a, a hundred people in the dining room at a time. You've got 20 or 25 people in the dining room. So Instead of touching the table and just asking some vague, uh, you folks enjoying everything? Why not choose to engage instead? Touch the table and introduce yourself. Tell them who you are and find out who they are. Find out where they're from, what they like to do, uh, what they like and what they don't like about your restaurant. I mean it. Engage. Get to know them. We talk all the time about social media, right? And they say, oh, engagement matters, right? Engagement is likes and comments. It means a conversation. So on social media, we're trying to spark conversations. And yet we have people in our restaurant every single night and we can spark conversations in real life. That's what I'm talking about moving forward. So when I'm talking about doing um, uh, table ordering on a table, right? It's because I don't want the servers to waste their time at a table writing down the order and then going over into the corner, into the computer system, and plugging that order in. What a waste of time. What a waste of value, right? The servers can provide value by being hospitable, by getting to know the guests, by, um, uh, by engaging, by, by, by uh, you know, starting a conversation. That's how it's going to work in the future. Of course, there's an old sales cliche, right? And it says, people buy from people. And I think it's true. So be someone that people want to support. Now, years ago, I used to run the front door for a bunch of different restaurants. And one of the things I used to do every afternoon is I used to Google the guest list, right? So I knew most of the people on the reservation books, right? But then every so often, I would come across a name that I didn't know. So I would Google them. And, and I'd find a couple different possibilities. And I'd say, okay, well, this person might be Jane Smith, the lawyer or Jane Smith, the ballerina, or Jane Smith, the general manager at the new Italian restaurant uh, that just opened down in Soho. Or, of course, it might be none of them. I'd have pictures in my mind of those three Jane Smiths that I, that I found online. And when she walked in, when my guest, Jane Smith, walked in for her reservation, I would see her face and I would know that, uh, that either no, this person isn't any of the people that I came across on Google, or yep, it's Jane Smith, the lawyer, the partner at that big law firm just uh, just a couple of blocks over. Now, I was working at a very high-end restaurant in Manhattan at the time, so I had the luxury of knowing that this person would uh, would probably have both money and status. But for that position, it was important that I knew who was in the room. And that was because I needed to communicate those details to a bunch of different departments, to the wine department, to the to the kitchen, to the to the owners. But the benefit was that I got to know my guests really well, and they appreciated being recognized. Not, not that I always picked up a conversation with them in this way, but sometimes I would. Or if the opportunity presented itself for me to engage, I knew how to kick that door open. The point is the same. 
why not take the time to get to know your guests? At the very least, your very best guests. Learn who they are so that you can better serve them in the year ahead. Over the course of this pandemic, there was a lot of talk about the pivot, right? And I said early on that I thought the companies that learned how to pivot would be the ones who survived this crisis. But let me explain what I meant by that. If you ran a sit-down restaurant and indoor dining was shut down, you could no longer offer the product that people had come to know you for. But you still had an audience. Even if your fans no longer could purchase the product you used to sell them, they still needed something. The brands that pivoted got creative, but more than that, they were finding ways to continue serving their people. I know you don't really have a need for indoor dining right now, but maybe you need a good takeout option, or maybe you need a bake-at-home lasagna, or maybe you need a Zoom wine class, or, or cocktails in a mason jar, or whatever. People, restaurant owners, chefs, operators, literally found hundreds of different ways to pivot from what they were doing to offer something new, to, to try to serve their audience in the ways that the audience now needed to be served. It was a lesson in empathy. So what is empathy? Empathy is the ability to put yourself in another person's shoes, to see the world through their eyes. It requires openness and compassion. There is generosity in the pivot. It says to the customer, I know you, I see you, I know you need help, and I can still help you. I can still serve you. I know there are things that you need, and I am going to try to fill that need. So how many people come into your restaurant every night? How many of those are first-time diners? How did they find out about you? What made them decide to join you tonight? What will they tell their friends tomorrow? What have you done to blow them away, to make such an impression on them that they can't help but share the details of their experience? And what will it take to get them back for a meal? The danger in what we do is that we open our doors and we wait. We wait for people to come or not come to rave about the experience or to complain, to tell their friends that they loved it or to trash us online. I've said this multiple times as well over the last few months. We have an incredible opportunity each and every night because our transactions last an hour or two. Most business owners would die for that kind of contact, would die for the opportunity to get to know their customers in the way that we get to know our customers. Our customers are engaging with us. They want to be engaged. They want to be wowed. They want to learn something. They want an experience. They want something memorable. We have the chance to learn so much from our patrons. And before the pandemic, I think we mainly wasted those opportunities. And I'm holding myself accountable on this as well. But on the backside of this, as the world starts to open back up, there is an opportunity. We can affect things, whether people talk about us and, and, and what they say about us. So as we turn the page now to a new year, I urge all of us to look back on the year and take stock. What went right? What went wrong? What did you learn? What lessons can you apply to your business moving forward? All of the stuff that we talked about on last week's episode. How can you better serve your customers in the months and years to come? How are you going to apply the lessons from 2020 to what you're going to do in 2021? 
Your assignment this week is to take 20 minutes and two pieces of paper. On the first one, I want you to write down five things you did well this year and five things you didn't do well. And then on the second piece of paper, I want you to list your 10 best customers and I want you to write down everything you know about them. Their age, their occupation, their, their kids' names, hobbies, their drink preference, what they, what they like to order for dessert, on and on and on. I want you to give some thought about how you can make your restaurant more human. This is just the beginning of that. Even if it's just a smile from behind the counter, it goes a long way. And I want you to know, this is going to be like the, the preamble for a much bigger conversation. 2021 is going to bring a lot of great stuff. The guests I've got lined up are going to bring value and insight, and I promise to help you get your restaurants back on track, but I can't do it alone. You must be a willing participant. I'm going to share a lot of ideas with you, and I'm going to continue challenging you to get better, to do better, to be better. There is light at the end of the tunnel, and I want all of you to have a great year in 2021. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you have a few minutes, please go log a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you want to share your story, some, some ideas, some little insight for our 100th episode, you can find that link right there in the show notes. Go leave a message for me. All the best to you and your families. I'm hoping you all had a very happy holiday season. Here is to a great 2021. I will see you next week. <laughs>